0: so you know where everything is, so you're not running to find missing pieces of what needs to go to school. Remember, we're helping ourselves for tomorrow. I'm Meg, mindfulness and meditation teacher, social-emotional learning expert, and loving mama of two. As women, we often wear all the hats, have very full plates, are spread too thin, and sometimes have trouble balancing it all. You're not alone. It's my life's passion to help women find more peace, purpose, compassion, and presence in a very busy world. Every woman listening will walk away with support, guidance, and real-life tools to use today. No matter where you are in life, you will learn to live a life you truly love. Come along with me as we get real and vulnerable. I am here to help keep you grounded access the present moment, live with more intention, and navigate all that comes your way. So grab your AirPods and maybe find that cup of cold coffee. This is Our Mindful Way. Oh, back to school. For some, it's exciting and invigorating. And for others, it's... oh. A little stressful, a little worrisome, and a lot of anxieties and worries and the anticipation of change can be paralyzing. We could lose sleep over it thinking about all of the what ifs. Change is hard for so many of us and the anticipation of a new school year. That brings new challenges, new structure, new routines, new events, And while it can be exciting for some, I understand that it can be really overwhelming and paralyzing to some as well. Now, for me as a former teacher, it was such a love-hate with the new school year. Not wanting the summer to end, but also being excited for the fall. And I think it's exciting. My kids are heading back first grade and pre-K four, and I'm excited for what's to come for our family and for them. It feels like a true new year. And if you're a teacher, you get it. If you're a parent, you get it. That September back to school time of year is a fresh start. We get to welcome in new routines and new teachers and it's exciting. It can feel really exciting. So today, I am so excited to share with you my eight tips to make back to school a little easier And I want to walk you through these tangible things that you can do to help yourself, help your children, and just help your overall household. Okay? Because it's a lot. Change is a lot for any human to handle. So let's do some things that our future self is going to thank us for. One of the number one things that I hear from this community is that mornings are overwhelming. Mornings In the back to school, time can be chaotic. It can be rushed. It can just be all over the place. And the truth of the matter of that is, yeah, those days are going to happen, okay? And you are human for having those days. But it also has an impact on our mood and it also has an impact on our kids and how we send them off to school. So these eight tips are going to help you create a really nice back to school routine. They are tried and true. They are things that I use, that we use in our family, and I'm excited to share them with you. So let's dive in. Number one, bedtime. Okay, so it's summer. We are coming off of summer, longer nights, nights at the pool, at barbecues, going to get ice cream. Now, I'm not saying those things have to stop, but think about your bedtime routine Can you start to put your kids to bed just 15 minutes earlier, creating a calm bedtime routine and starting to prepare them for the next morning, which is now going to be school. So walk through that bedtime routine. In the morning, when you are going to get ready for school and have breakfast and quickly get out the door, it might not be a bad idea to practice your new routine. A couple of days before school, and if you don't have time and you're already in school, you can still start this right now. Start practicing. Start giving your kids little jobs. For example, every morning before school, my two children... Must make their bed and brush their teeth before anything else. Those are two non negotiables in our house. Those are the two things that have to be done first. And the reason I set that, and that might look different for you, is because we were going through our mornings and it would be time to leave, and Emma would say, Oh, I forgot to brush my teeth. So I knew that that needed to be one of the first things that she did. Also, the whole bed thing, that actually really bothers me. So I kind of put that in there for myself, but I also know it's a good skill for my kids to have. So those are two things. Making the beds makes me feel a little bit more calm, a little bit more put together. I just feel better when all the beds are made. And then getting those teeth brushed right away, I know that our morning is going to look smoother. Now, maybe for you, your kids don't like to eat breakfast, so that's going to be your first The first thing on the agenda. We want to do the things that are going to take the most time or that are the most trying or the most difficult for our kiddos. Let's put them first because when we put them last or we kind of forget or we save them for right before we're leaving, that's when stress levels rise. That's when yelling matches can happen and that's not good for anybody as we're heading out for a long day. I also forgot that my kids also get dressed. So it's make bed, brush teeth, get dressed. Then I know that, God forbid, we had to run out, they're dressed, and their teeth are brushed. (laughs) Those are the most important things to me. So think about what can be the most important for you. Thinking about bedtime, and then what is your morning routine going to look like? Okay, something else I have for you, number two, is drum roll seems so easy but again something our future self is going to thank us for number two is fill your kids water bottles the night before yes i mean it if your kid needs to bring a refillable water bottle pack fill it up the night before and pop it in the fridge when you wake up in the morning if you're somebody who forgets you can take it out right away and put it in the backpack or when you're packing the lunch, you can grab the water bottle. The water bottle was something that was forgotten by so many of my friends this past school year, and it really helps. So you're not, oh my gosh, we forgot the water. And then Matt's trying to like fill up the waters and the kids are in the car. And it just creates more chaos. It creates more stress. And when we're feeling rushed or we forgot things, it really does change our whole state. It changes our mental state, our emotional state, and we feel out of balance. So, so number two, fill those water bottles. Number three is to create a lunch list. I'm excited to bring you this today because it's something that we did last year and it was so helpful. If you're anything like my family, meals and lunches and getting the kids to eat can sometimes be really difficult and stressful. So what Emma and I did last year is we sat down and we created a lunch list. And I recently shared this with a client of mine and now they're using it too. Creating a lunch list. Sit down with your kiddo and think of all the things that they would love to eat for lunch. And what you do is you are going to write that. You're going to write that. You could do it in marker, make it look pretty. You can do it in a pen or a pencil. And you can even do it in categories if you wish. I think we did that too. And I'm going to do it again for lunch items and then snack items. When we actually sat down together, Emma and I, we realized that there were so many options. That she wasn't just going to eat sun butter (laughs) every single day, (laughs) that she actually would like to try a little turkey. It also gives a really nice time for you to kind of chat about food, to connect about it. And then they're more willing to be adventurous, I guess, or just willing to eat whatever is packed for them that day. So come up with a lunch list. By the way, this is the thing. Sure, this was for Emma, but it was mostly for me. Taking the brain power out of packing lunches every single day for two kids? Yes, please. It was almost a menu. I got to pick each day. I would glance at this list. I posted it right under our family calendar. So if we were making lunch and we were running out of ideas, we could go to the list. We could go to the list and pick from it, and it made it so much easier and a lot more enjoyable. Number four is a little connected to filling the water bottles at night, but I love to have the backpacks packed and ready. So number four is to pack the bags. Make sure you have the completed assignments or letters, whatever you need in the folder in the backpack. Maybe you need to have a towel. That was a thing during the pandemic. Kids were Eating snack outside and they needed a towel. Um, Whatever your kid's backpack needs to be packed with, see if you can put it together the night before. And what I like to do again, this helps the mental and physical clutter of back to school wildness. I have them ready and I put them right by our couch, which is right by the door. They are lined up. I feel really good. And then in the morning, it's so easy to just plop the lunch inside, okay? So number one is bedtime and building a new morning routine. Thinking about what you want your kids to do first. Number two is to fill the water bottles the night before. I repeat, fill those water bottles. <laughs> number three is creating a lunch list, a lunch menu. It's exciting for you and your kid to do together, but it also helps us. It takes less brain power and we feel so much less aggravated when we make those lunches. Number four is To pack the backpacks. Pack them the night before so you know where everything is. So you're not running to find missing pieces of what needs to go to school. Remember, we're helping ourselves for tomorrow. Number five is to allow extra time in the morning. Now, that's going to look different for everyone, whether that means that you and your partner are going to wake up a little bit earlier in the morning to get everything done, the lunch is packed, take your own shower, put your own makeup on before you head out to work. Allowing extra time helps with everyone's angst. I personally love to leave enough time to allow my kids to play for just five minutes before we leave the house. I find that if we are really pressed for time, and now listen, I get it. Every day is a little bit unpredictable, so we do have to kind of pivot or shift and kind of go with the flow. But on the days that go semi-well, I love to leave a little time for my kids to play. It allows them to kind of just be. It allows them to... Enter school feeling a little more centered, a little bit more of themselves instead of that constant rush of get dressed, finish your breakfast now, get your shoes on. I told you to get your shoes on (laughs) and get in the car. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot for kids to handle. That's a lot for us to handle. So it's worth it to allow a little bit of extra time. Number six is to split The duties, okay? If possible, to split the duties. Delegate. And by the way, this needs practice. (laughs) I am speaking from experience. It took a lot for me to, quote unquote, let Matt pack the lunches. I had in my mind that I wanted to do the most adorable bento boxes, that I wanted to pack the lunches, that I wanted to put the cutest mom note, and I still do the notes, by the way. Because it makes me happy. It makes Emma happy. But Matt makes the kids lunches every single morning. And it took practice. And I had to be patient (laughs) because this was something new for him. I sort of showed him and I shared with him that lunch menu and that lunch list. But then he had it down pat. And what that allowed me to do, that allowed me to either prep breakfast, drink my own coffee get dressed, put my makeup on. Splitting duties is so important in the morning, if you are able. And I understand that not everyone has their spouse around in the mornings, and actually my husband is going to be traveling quite a bit, so I'll probably be doing lunches the night before um, when he's away. But I think it's so important to really Share the load. Split those duties and help each other out. It takes that pressure. It takes that whole morning rush just down a little bit. So what duty or what is something that you can kind of ask your spouse to handle? What could you let them take care of? Maybe they're in charge of getting the kids dressed. Maybe they're in charge of laying out socks and sneakers. Maybe they're in charge of making lunch or putting the snack in a separate bag, because school's like that, into the backpack. Think of one thing, at the very least, that you could share with your spouse. Now, number seven is a big one, and I think it's the most important one. As a teacher, 10 plus years in elementary education, I used to tell this to my parents all the time. I used to have parents coming to me so surprised that their son or their daughter was such a good listener during the day, or that they actually followed multi-step directions, or that they actually took their time coloring. And I would say, yes, it really is happening here. And they would share with me that after school is a disaster, that their kid doesn't listen, that their kid is melting down, that they refuse to do homework. Now, of course, every case is different, but... Number seven is so important. Number seven is to lower your after-school expectations. Kids have so many demands put on them throughout the day, and often all at once. It takes a lot of energy, physically, mentally, and emotionally, for our kids to function at school. Really think about it. They're asked to follow a new routine. They're asked to make new friends, to share, to learn to cope, to follow the teacher's directions probably 30 plus times a day. This is a lot. So it's so hard when they get home from school, we immediately want to kind of bombard them. How was your day? Tell me all about it. And then if you have been there, you know that our kids are really not likely to answer that question, and it kills us because we want to know. We wish we could see inside and know what they're doing all day. But our kids are tired. They are so tired. Our children need decompressing time. So, prep yourself here and try not to grill them and be compassionate. We need to be understanding if our kids are going to melt down or have a tantrum or maybe they're going to say no a little bit more or be very argumentative or maybe they're just grumpy and not themselves. This is normal. So meet them with understanding and compassion and most importantly, patience. Kids need to decompress after school. With that all being said, see what you can put into place. Maybe when they get home, you can be prepared with food and love. (laughs) And maybe they just have a short time to just veg out, to relax, because they've been working so unbelievably hard. They have been holding it together for eight hours. Wait, how long is school? Six? Whatever. Six to eight hours. (laughs) They're holding it together. So let's give them a little bit of grace And a little bit of space and time to just relax and just to be. And food does always help. So thinking about what kind of snack, after school snack. I remember as a kid, those were so exciting and I love them. And it's so true. Our kids are coming home hungry. Their energy is depleted. So just be prepared that your kids might come home tired. They might come home And say no. They might be a little grumpy or out of it. They might be needy. They might just be tired. Knowing that as we head into the school year is so, so helpful. Lowering our after school expectations. Our kiddos need us to do that. Number eight is a little bit of a bonus. And by the way, this was really hard for me to narrow down to eight because when I was thinking of back to school, there's so many different factors, but I really hope you at least try one of these to make your mornings and to make your back to school experience a little bit more smooth. Number eight, it's actually questions to ask your kid at the end of the day, because we know that when we say, how was your day? It's good And then we can't get anything out of our kids. And it's frustrating. Going back to what I said before, we want to know. We want to know that our kid is being kind and having fun and learning and having an excitement around school. But when we say, how was your day? They're not answering to that. That's actually a really big question for a kid to answer. So I just had three questions that you could try. They work for Emma and they work for Nathan too. So the number one question I love to ask is what did your friends eat at lunch today? This is the perfect one to start with because it kind of catches Emma off guard every time I ask it because she's like, oh, um, she gets to answer about somebody else. So it kind of opens that lane for me to get a little bit more info out of her. So what did your friends eat at lunch today? Another question I love to ask is, did you make anyone smile Or laugh today and then the last one this is my favorite one it can be a little bit more difficult for kids to answer but what was the best part of your day and see what they say usually they're much more able to answer these types of questions than just the simple or complex how was your day so the eight tips to make back to school a little bit easier number one Bedtime and build a new morning routine and don't forget to do a walkthrough or two. Number two, fill those water bottles the night before. Number three, create a lunch list or lunch menu. Number four, pack the backpacks the night before. Number five, allow extra time in the morning. Number six, split those duties and practice too, and have patience with your significant other. Number seven, lower your after-school expectations. And number eight, try some new questions at the end of a busy, busy day. You guys, I hope that this is going to help you feel a little bit better about making that transition to back to school a little bit easier, a little bit more manageable, A little bit more easy and fun for all parties. (laughs) And if you loved this episode and you found it somewhat helpful, I would love if you would leave a review. They mean so much. I read each and every one and I would be so grateful if you left that wherever you listen to your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for listening in to Our Mindful Way. I am wishing you a wonderful day and happy back to school.